This is Thursday, January 6th. Now, as part of children's ministry last year, Granada Kids provided to Granada families a 500-piece puzzle. The puzzle, when completed, depicts the days of creation. Now, despite the rather large pieces, we found the puzzle difficult to assemble. And there really were two reasons. First, the pieces were all of very similar shape. And we used the shape of pieces to determine where they're going to fit. But with every piece looking the same, well, it looked like many pieces might just fit the same space. And second, add to that, there are large sections in the puzzle where the color is very similar on multiple pieces. Now combine these two challenges and a small puzzle becomes deceivingly difficult. Now the book of Ecclesiastes is a puzzle like this. The question of the book should be simple to solve, but as we see reading the book, we're deceived and cannot solve the riddle. Here's our text for today. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 12 to 14. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It's an unhappy business that God has given to the children of men to be busy with. I have seen everything done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and is striving after the wind. Now the preacher, that's what the writer is called, tries every piece he can find to see if it will fit and complete the puzzle and solve the riddle. But here's the thing. What if we don't have all the pieces to the puzzle? I know a man that when he saw his kids working on a puzzle, he would steal just one piece. I know it sounds cruel. His kids would be preparing to finish the puzzle and they couldn't find the last piece. In some ways, this is what it feels like God has done to us. We want to make sense of life. We have many hints to the solution. But it feels like there's a missing piece. How can we complete the puzzle and solve the riddle of life if the most important piece is missing? And the truth is that we can't. That's part of the purpose of this book. The experiment of the book is trying everything in the world to see if it opens the door to ultimate meaning and real satisfaction in life. The book sort of works like salt put on potato chips that leaves us thirsty or hungry for more. This book is meant to make us hungry for God. Looking straight on at life will give us this thirst. I think of Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. She was there to draw water, but Jesus turned her attention to a far deeper thirst she had. She was trying to meet this thirst for life with men. And she had had a whole bunch of men. Jesus promised her living water. Water that would spring up and open the way to eternal life. The writer of Ecclesiastes is like that woman. But he doesn't just explore sex and relationships as the only ways to meaning. He searches out everything. Maybe the way to meaning is work. Or maybe it's wisdom itself. Or maybe it's religion. Maybe it's pleasure. As we are reading about the preacher of Ecclesiastes, it begs the question for us. 
Where have we been looking for satisfaction and meaning in life? Where has this hunt taken us? The preacher of Ecclesiastes says that this hunt is itself miserable business. Why would it be unhappy? Well, it's because we're doomed to search without finding the answer. We can't find the missing piece of the puzzle. It's frustrating and it's tiring. Yes, even the book feels tiring for us because we go through this search and we're reading about it and it comes up empty. And the preacher of Ecclesiastes says he's seen it all. He's left no stone unturned. He's actually gone the extra mile in his search. And of course, he can't see everything in the world. He can't explore everything. But he's seen enough to know that what he sees next is going to be more of the same. And that's where we live every day. It's sort of the biblical statement of been there and done that. Okay, the preacher feels trapped in a world that seems like a repetition of the same old thing and he cannot get out. Now, perhaps missing the missing piece, we will see our thirst for living water and begin to see what we have in Jesus as the treasure that it is. Here's what Jesus told that woman at the well. Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. That's John 4, 13 to 14. Let's pray. Lord God, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in you. We've tried, Lord, to fill the vacuum in our hearts with almost everything. But nothing fits but you. Give us, we pray, living water welling up to eternal life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.